0: Are you ready? Um, I'll be ready in a second. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get pumped up. I'm getting pumped right here
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, Sorry, recording. We're recording, we're recording. We're going. Recording, right? We're going. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, we're live. Hey, we're live. Here we are.
1: Uh, hey, everyone. This is uh, welcome to does it get better uh, <laughs> with me. Ne- I'm Neil. I'm rich. Uh, we're we're building this as a mental health. Po- there we go. We're building this <laughs> as a mental health podcast about hope. Um, really, it's uh, both both rich and I struggle with depression amongst other things. And uh, we're in different parts of our journey, and we thought it would be uh, possibly helpful. <laughs> <laughs> it <happening> over there. <laughs> we thought it would be uh, helpful to other people on their journey uh, for us to. It's very distracting to hear myself two minutes later. Yeah, you
0: should turn that audio off. My audio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 'Cause I can hear Oh yeah, this is me. That's you talking from before.
1: (laughs) Oh there we go. There we go. Jeez. Um Yeah, that was very professional. I feel good about it. (laughs) Uh, thanks to everybody who's watching. Yeah. Uh and uh you know leaving nice comments and stuff. Um and uh today's episode is about control. But uh, first, um, Rich. Yes. Uh, I um, heard thing. I read some things you wrote the other day. I just want to check out, check in on you, see how you're doing. Yeah. I know. Uh, timing's, uh, you know. You want to talk about your grandpa or?
0: Uh... Yeah, sure. It's uh, it's that. <laughs> it was funny how it didn't register. Because of how the year's been going uh, That it's like that time of year To remember certain things uh, that happen Um, It doesn't feel like Christmas It doesn't feel like December It just feels like cold You know what I mean? And like there's no Christmas spirit And there's no holiday spirit It's just kind of really weird this year And I'm sure everybody's feeling that But I kind of I looked at the date last night And I was like Whoa, it's December 20th And then I remembered that like it was around this time or that date when I had gone to, uh, like visit my grandfather after he had had to go to the hospital. Um, it was 2017. He, he went to the hospital and, you know, called up my mom's and I went to the hospital, but I'm back and I'm okay. And, uh, so my mom had asked me to go down and take care of him for, uh, like, Short of a week, I was down there. I went just to, you know, wrote him his doctor's appointments, you know, cooked him dinner and just hung out to make sure he was okay. And then my mom was going to go down. Uh, When I went back to work, she came down to take care of him again. But little did anyone know that, you know, that was going to be the last time we we spent together because he was way sicker um, than any of us us knew. So uh, he had, uh, he was in like stage four kidney failure uh, for quite a while and wasn't taking care of it. Um, he was 96 years old. So obviously he was looking older and older as the years went on, but he never, you know, he never showed any sign of being sick. You know, he was still driving himself around. He was still with it, you know, you know, just, he was blessed in that, in that sense where he was 96 and still was able to function fully. But he, you know, he went to the hospital, came back, I went down and, um, The doctor said oh you need to start eating a little bit more healthy and and it was just funny because I cooked him a a a vegan meal for dinner one night I went and went and got Gardein like some Gardein like steak tips or whatever and I made him for him and he ate them, and he didn't really know he was eating but he liked it which was just like kind of like a win for me because he's always been like he was always the kind of old man who doesn't know what being vegetarian is or being vegan was like uh, you know, it was an alien concept. And every single time, for however long I've been this way 23, 25, 27 years of being that way and seeing him on holidays. And you you eat cheese yet? Do you eat? Th-? I mean, it was so funny that every single time he still, it was always just like, do you eat that thing? No, I still don't. And just kind of have to chuckle and, and pass it on. But made him a meal that was like kind of what his doctors wanted him to start eating and, you know, did that. And we hung out and just did the thing that, you know, grand kids do with their grandfather. And when they are in your forties and like, just kind of like hang out and talk and what are you doing, And what are you up to this and that? And then I went home and my mom went down, and spent time with him for about two weeks and then she went home and then he passed away on June 16th. So I was with him December 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th. My mom went down for two weeks. And then a month later he passed away without any of us being there or, knowing he went to the hospital one day and then he passed away in the middle of the night. And it was at one of his doctor's appointments. And it's something that I've kind of like, it's resonated. I was with him at a, at a doctor's appointment for his kidneys and his doctor, it was weird being like being the grandson, being in the room with your grandfather, with the doctor there telling your grandfather what to do, you know, it was a weird dynamic, but he looked the doctor looked at me and said he's like your grandfather has some issue with his kidneys and you gotta you gotta you know he was basically kind of saying like you gotta get him in here a little bit more often you gotta take care of it a little bit better and i looked at him and i was like yeah i'll i'll do that you know what i mean like how am i gonna tell my grandfather you know what to do but i was you know giving them moral support and the doctors kind of was like you know frank frank was my grandfather's name Frank I don't know why you haven't been in here sooner You haven't been in here you, know, you're, you, know, you need a little bit of help And my grandfather goes When I was in And it always went, went back to When I was in the army And his story was When I was in the army I complained one time And that one time I complained I was made to do The latrine duty For a week straight And from that point on in my life I never complained again about anything And I mean, it's true. If I think back of all the time that I've been with him, known him, he had, he was positive. He was stern. He was a grandfather. You know, he was strong Italian man with a big family and owned a business and all that stuff. Never once did I hear him complain, even till a month until he passed away when he was dealing with like stage four kidney failure, you know? Um, But that little anecdote, like I complained one time and this is what it got me. So I'm never going to complain again, no matter what it, you know, doesn't matter. So it was just a kind of kind of a little anecdote I've I've you know kind of stuck in the back of my head that like you know what he got this far he was he got to 96 and never complained and was very successful and everybody looked up to him and he was able to provide for for multiple you know children grandchildren all that stuff so um, it's the the moments like I, I had wrote on on Instagram was the the Christmas time he always sent grapefruits and oranges from Florida because that's where he lived and it was like a You'd wake up one morning in like mid-December And there'd be two giant boxes at your door Of uh, Florida citrus And you'd have that Florida citrus in your fridge For like six months Because you sent so much of it But it was like a It was a thing, you know And it's it's a family thing And now that it's not here And especially this year When you need those like little like Comfortable family traditions um, It was kind of a bum out to just sit there And he's just looking through pictures And I was like eh, Man, what a bum out, you know But
1: how long, ago, how long ago was it?
0: That was 2017. Um, was when I was yeah. with him. He passed away June. Uh, sorry, J month, January 16th, 2018. So we're coming up on two years. Uh, 1920, no, 21. So it's still pretty. It'll be fresh. three, it's three pretty... years. Yeah, yeah. This will be the third year without him, and it's it's uh, it's very fresh in in the whole family's um, mind still. So you know, is there's never a conversation. That I have with my mom that doesn't have something to do with with the grandfather. So, but yeah, so I'm just you know, I, I it was it was good to kind of like that was a, a therapeutic thing just to kind of like put it in the universe, be like, hey, I'm thinking about yeah. you. This is what I'm thinking about, and you know, it was my that's kind of my method of um, of of getting those thoughts instead of stewing in them and letting them be like, oh, I'm, I'm upset, I'm depressed about this. I kind of just like put it out there, and a lot of people just you know send their little send a little comment here and there, and that helps. You know, it it, it helps know that i'm not wrong in 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 still grieving a loss how do you feel about a heart emoji (laughs) as a as a response
1: yeah like when you post something on instagram or or facebook where it's like like you're pouring your heart out about something Mm -hmm. and then someone just gives you like a heart emoji (laughs) are you like all right well you know they took the time yeah you like (laughs) a heart emoji what do you
0: because I I, I think it's a I think it's a fine line because if it's really emotionally invested from what, from the person posting something, it's like it would be weird if you went on like a diatribe of like oh my god I've been blah blah blah, but then like if a heart a heart emoji is just kind of like, I acknowledge that you are sad and I'm here supporting you. It's kind of like a little like a star sticker, oh, okay. you know, like
1: like a like a, like a... Like a pat, like a, like a, like a, all right. Yeah. I got
0: you. I understand. I'm here for you. I I feel like a heart emoji would be like a, I'm here for you, man. From a majority of people. Okay. You know, if somebody like responded with like the, 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 the the confetti trumpet, then I would be worried. The confetti.
1: (laughs) Like you dicks. (laughs) That's funny.
0: Yeah. So, but thank you for asking. Um, Thank you for asking. I uh I'm I'm all right. I'm just uh Yeah,
1: no. As long as I've known you, you've always you know spoken like fondly about your grandpa and I know that he's like helped you out with a bunch of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was he was um I know that it's He's a big part of the family. He's he, I mean, growing up without a father, myself, it was
1: 96 man.
0: What? 96. 96 what? Years old? 96 <laughs> Yeah, 96 years oh, old. That's
1: crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess he lied that's about crazy. his age. He lied about his what? age to get into the army too. He was too he was too he young to get gone. in the army, so he he lied about his age by a was couple years. Seven? Yeah, he was 7 years old to get in the army.
1: <laughs> when I was when I was 7, I was in the army. <laughs> I completed once when I was 9 <laughs> and I was in the army.
0: <laughs> well, if you, th- if you think about it, I-, I wonder what age that was that he, he-, he references that that complaining story. Because, I mean, if he was probably in the Army for at least four years, and he w- I think he was like 17. He lied about his age by a year. So he was between 17 and 21, and that was the last time he complained. He, he didn't complain for 76 years.
1: <laughs> Jeez.
0: <laughs> Good.
1: Is this your first? Is this your first Christmas alone? Like yeah. no significant other, no family. Nothing? Yeah,
0: yeah. Basically, it's a uh, it's a weird one. It's uh, actually as of a couple hours ago, my mom texted me. And she's gonna um, she's gonna make a a, a quick trip um, up and back uh, tomorrow. Like she's just gonna tomorrow. come, and, like drop off presents and stay, say Merry Christmas, stay over, and then go back. But you know, she was concerned. I, I, it was going to be really hard to not see family for for Christmas, so she's making a, a quick trip um, to to do that. But yeah, it's but for Christmas itself, like waking up and having like, you know, my cat and dog be the people I wake you're up to gonna, on Christmas is like. No. You're
1: not going to take a trip down here.
0: No, not yet. Anyway, I'm I'm writing out the whole the whole uh, situation with the like virus and quarantines and this and that and the other thing. Um, probably after the holidays to see where everybody reassesses that, you know, my mom's, my mom's still working and stuff. So, uh, she's a high risk kind of, um, person. So she wants to limit the amount of, of contact she has. So, <clears throat> but she's taking a risk this, um, tomorrow for a, like covert mission. She's gonna have a gas mask on, just drive up real fast. And, but yeah, first, first holiday without anybody though. It's, uh, it's kind of weird, kind of weird. I didn't even put up a tree. I put up a little, I put up a little piece of a tree. It's like this big, it's like the top of a Christmas tree that's like two inches and it's like in a little pot and put a couple tiny lights around it and that's my Christmas tree. <laughs> so. Uh,
1: we don't do Christmas. No. Kathleen's never done it. I don't know. We usually go, we usually do Christmas Eve at, uh, you know, Pat McCarthy?
0: No, maybe. No.
1: Do you know him? He's like an old... I met him. He was like a poker buddy. We became really good friends, and we stayed close. I mean, we we're going on, you know, 18 years now, probably. Oh, wow. Um, he's a golf. He's a professional golfer. Was is. Um, now he's got like a family. He's got like a wife and three kids and stuff. And we used to go to his place for Christmas Eve all the time. And then we would go. um, Do you remember Jody Falco? Do mm-hmm. you remember her? Mm-hmm. we go to her place christmas day she's like sickest homemaker she's like (laughs) she cooks so well she puts like the dopest christmas together but this year uh between the foot and covid
0: yeah the foot
1: (laughs) uh, you know i'll see pat said he's gonna drop by uh i think thursday is that christmas eve yeah uh
0: yeah that's christmas eve
1: he's actually gonna he said he's gonna drop by which is very cool of him um probably just to like i think the his kids because kathleen always gets the kids presents so i think the kids want to give kathleen a present that's nice um and then uh jody always drops all food for us so it's very nice like since since i've been in the cast she's like come over a bunch to bring us food. Just keep feeding
0: nice. you and feeding you. Our landlord
1: yeah, I'm so my so you <laughs> shut and feed you and feeding you. Um our landlord has brought us a couple of food things too since I've been uh I've been like Pavlov's dog now. So like every time I hear this like hear it come down the steps, I'm like eat balls? Meatballs, meatballs So uh oh man. We have like um I want to say, like, a number one fan. This dude, Andrew Frember. Okay. Frender. He's, like, he watches us live. He's commented every week that we've been on awesome. live. What's up, buddy? And he just he just, he just, just did a I miss my family comment. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Such a bum out. Yeah, this year, man, taking its toll on everybody. Like, I, I feel like, what did you want to, uh, you, you said you had something about Control that you wanted to.
0: Uh... I think, I think it, 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 funny enough, it does go hand in hand with the way things are going this year and the ability to control um, what's happening and what's not and how you feel about it and how you react to it. Um, because one of the big things for me and my um, path to feeling more myself, getting better, and understanding where i was doing wrong in, in my my ways of thinking and my thinking patterns um a lot of the things that i would freak out about were things i had zero control over right like let's just bring funny enough too that you had, i had talked about my grandfather and it, i kind of glazed over it but i think my grandfather passing away the year that my cat passed away this was a papa passed away in january and then six months later, my cat died. There were a lot of things that I didn't have control over that I was beating myself up over about my grandfather because there was this one, one thing, and it's all, it's all about control. I was working a lot, and this is when I lived um, in, in south of Boston, and I was working at this cafe, and I was working so much, so much, so much. And there was one point where, and this is in the beginning of January, like the first week of January, that I was gonna on my break I was gonna go out and call him to see how he was doing because this was when my mom had just spent some time with him and she just came back so he was by himself right and I hadn't really spoken to him all that much I was gonna go out and call him I didn't call him and then the next week he died and when I had to go down for the funeral and do all that stuff this was the first time I've had to deal with family members passing since my grandmother, but I was like 11 when my grandmother. So I was like 30 years had passed, you know, anyway, um, I couldn't control that. Right. But that was one of, that was the first thing that I kept repeatedly beating myself up over mentally is that I was going to call him. I was going to talk to him and I didn't get to talk to him. And, and you know, that mental like punishment that I was, I should have called him. I should have called him. I feel like such a piece of shit. Why didn't I call him? You know? I didn't have any control over that. I was working. I didn't have control. Obviously I didn't have any control over his passing, but the way that it goes in and stays there, you're giving a negative thought pattern control. You're giving the reactions, the control what I've learned to do now. Here I am. What two years, three years later, whatever it is, um, I've learned that there's certain things that you immediately feel like you should have had control over mentally or physically, and you're going to have a a knee jerk reaction to it. Like, like the basement, right? My basement thing with the water coming in, I have zero control over it, but I still, that little knee jerk reaction was like, Oh man, I'm a, I'm going to screw up. I can't believe I let my basement leak. You know what I mean? Like, come on. And then then I sat there and I thought about it. I was like, I have no control. But you it.
1: let it, like you let it happen. Right. Exactly. Like that was your,
0: <laughs> like I was standing upstairs. I was like, yes, go ahead, go, go leak. That's, that's uh that's fine yeah, by think... me. Go ahead. Go do it.
1: I double blogged area.
0: <laughs> but what I've learned in practice and with my therapist and, and is the control factor. It's, do you have control of this thing? No. Now you need to control your reaction and thought pattern about that thing. A long time ago, a year, year and a half ago, I had zero control over everything. It was, buddy died, it's my fault, and I'm going to beat myself up because I have no control over anything. I, did, I was completely out of control. And I feel like with what you're, what you're going through and what you're thinking about and where you're at too, like kind of referencing last time the, you dropped the thing, you dropped the the Tupperware, right. And it happened and you felt bad about it. You didn't have any control over it. I mean, yeah, maybe you, you physically may have made a mistake and dropped something, but you have no control over the outcome. And then that's where you learn. That's a, a learning moment to kind of like control your reaction, control your thought pattern, and then just control the situation. Like in the end, it was fine, right? Everybody was like, you know what? It's fine. We picked it up and we move on. Um, But it's the handling of the control of all these different aspects of things that come up. Like I react to negative things happening very aggressively, like the basement flooding, or, you know, my unemployment ran out and they started just not responding to any sort of, um, uh, communication. So I have no idea what I'm supposed to do next. And like, I, I panic and I get like, but I don't have any control over it. If nobody's answering the phone, I can't make them answer the phone. If they're not responding to emails, I can't make them respond. You know, I just have to accept that. I don't have control and I have to keep a level head and move forward and try to just, you know, write yourself a note to call them this morning. Don't okay. They didn't answer, the, try an email, whatever, whatever. So I feel like talking about control is important because a year ago I had zero thought about that kind of thing, about controlling situations, controlling my thoughts, controlling this and that, and, uh, that incident with your Tupperware is kind of where I thought about it, which is why I wanted to talk about it. Like, I wanted to ask you how you feel about like that, that specifically, like, do you feel like you can control or have control over the way you feel about things? once they happen or how you well, that's why... go ahead.
1: I mean, that's why we're straight edge, right?
0: Cause we have Cause control we don't like
1: being out of control. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think I'm, I think I'm terrible with that. I think I'm terrible accepting the things that I cannot control. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this falls under anxiety or control, but like, Not last night, but two nights ago, I was up all night um, because my next doctor's appointment is January 6th. Okay. To get the cast off and the x-ray and they're going to evaluate me. And last night, December 19th, I'm up all night worrying that the walkway is icy. And how am I going to get to my doctor appointment Mm -hmm. and the cast is going to be on forever? Why am I worrying about that last night? Yeah, And it took like a full, like six hours before like rational brain was like, finally got crazy brain out of the way and was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, just go to sleep. But I
0: (laughs) don't worry about
1: it on the fourth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Worry about it a week ahead of time, not two weeks. So, but that's good though. I mean, you, you were able to, I mean, thought there. I yeah. I not
1: sleep all night. You know what I mean? I yeah. went to sleep at five in the morning,
0: <laughs> but that's a step, but do you have control? Do you have control over the icy walkway?
1: No, no, there's nothing I can do about it. Right. I'm like looking at the weather, <laughs> uh, weather.com like, well, it says it's going to be 40 degrees on the third. So maybe <laughs> the rain will, I mean I think that's more anxiety, but I think That's it's, a, you know, yeah, that's
0: a, it is anxiety, but the, all of these things definitely all of these things definitely go hand in hand. And the anxiety, the the control, the depression, the all of the things are it's a it's the worst fruit salad you could ever order. It's just not it's not good. It's just it's lacking of the cherries. Those are the best part. It's like
1: cherries in a fruit salad is a dessert, dude. He, cherries is a dessert.
0: Yeah. Like the can't like the dole like Fruit salad with the grapes, those are the best part, really. The grapes
1: are the best part of yeah. like, a, 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 like an early in the day fruit salad. Yeah, you know what, I'm what talking you're about. describing is like the cherries and pineapples one.
0: Yeah, the one at the, the end of the day, the one that comes in the can. You can have it anytime. You there's a time of day for fruit salad. Come on,
1: for cherries, for cherries, cherries is a dessert.
0: Can you control cherries. if I eat cherries in the daytime? Hey, what? <laughs> What? I said, can you control if I eat cherries during the daytime or not?
1: <laughs> canned. That's a good point.
0: Yeah. Well, I yeah, think... Yeah, you
1: know what? The canned fruits is good. Like the yeah. pineapple. Yeah. When I was in the hospital, they gave like the the little plastic guy of pineapples.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. That's good. And when did you eat see it?
1: if next time my wife goes shopping, she'll pick up some of that.
0: Anti-depression yeah, fruit salad. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So that's antidepressant, just sprinkle it, <laughs> sprinkle it with some Xanax,
0: <laughs> just, just sprinkle on top. That's definitely anxiety. That's definitely a, it's, but it's also, um, man, I wish I, I, I took a, a note. there's like, um, there's a, a technical term for it it's this like catastrophic thinking that I'm very guilty of having. And like, you also are like this it's like the worst oh. possible outcome immediately. There's no, there's no, there's no, it's right away. It's,
1: it's, it's snowed today. That means I'm never getting the cast off. Right. I'm going to die. Right. I'm going to get buried in this cast. Right. That's and, it. I'm never walking again. Cause it's snowing.
0: But then what do you do? But then what do you do when reality of the situation kind of sets in? You're like, okay, Well, I'm gonna get the cast off, but it's I'm gonna slip going up the walkway.
1: (laughs) Yeah, when I'm being rational, it's fine. Like I'm just like, oh man, like, you know, I I hope uh, you know I hope Ryan's available to take me to the doctor that day because you know he's you know like whatever like he was really helpful or whatever. Like when I'm rational, I'm fine. When I'm not thinking rationally, that's when like that chaos brain comes in. You know what I mean? And like, no, like nothing can go right. Like nothing, nothing can possibly go right or resolve itself. Like Everything is awful,
0: but there's no proof. There's, there's nothing there to say that that is the case, but that's just how you make it.
1: Yeah. And like you, like you can, like you can text me when I'm like rational, you'd be like, Hey man, I'm there for you, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, man, I know things will be fine. Like, I'm, I'm, I've been so fortunate my whole life. Like, it'll be great, whatever. But, like, when I'm in that place, when, like, depression has the wheel, like, I've said this before, when, when depression has the wheel, like, there's nothing you can say or do that makes me be like, yeah, this is going to end fine. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, every, every life ends in death. Like why procrastinate? You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) Why procrastinate? And that's just like. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Trigger warning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's it's so brutal, man. It is. I mean, like, right, like today I'm actually like, all right. Like I'm fine today. You know what I mean? And it, and it's like, you know, I don't know if it was like good sleep or like, watched an episode of big bounce before i went to bed so i went to bed in a good mood like i don't know what the situation is but
0: what is the difference in like in you being rational brain or or irrational like where are you when you are these two different things because you're the same person you're the same brain right is it is it an issue of being like how your day starts so therefore you, you all of the thoughts that day like if you're in a bad mood you don't like today you said you're good so you're going to interpret things in a different way in a more positive way. But if you woke up had it's, shitty sleep,
1: it's a, it's, it's a light. Yeah. It's a light switch, man. Yeah. It's just like, I, I could be, I could be fine. Yo, it could be a tweet. I read. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm fine right now. And then like, so someone could leave a comment in the comment section.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: And I I'll, and I'll be like, It'll be done. I'll be done. And it won't even be like, it could just be like, you know, like a like a word or like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I can read a tweet right now about like the $600 stimulus package and then just be like, well, that's it. My day's ruined. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think my Internet's being a little weak right now.
0: You're still there. No, I get I'm okay. very much I'm very similar um, in that. I'm very much in in the same boat. Like I can a mood of mine can be destroyed with just one yeah, one seeing something, hearing something, doing something. Like you know, I've I've had experiences like that before where it's just like chugging along, oh, I'm, everything's fucking great, everything's great, I'm so good. And then like you see something and all the greatness is just sucked out of the room. It sucked out of your life, sucked out of your body. And you're like, all right, back to square one. Everything sucks. Here we go. Everything that I work towards is gone. But with practice, and I, I, hate, I hate that I'm like, I keep being like, but if you do what I do, and I'm not saying what I do is Boy, right.
1: Practice. Like what's practice? Yeah,
0: unfortunately, what practice is, is experiencing bad shit. And each time knowing that the thing that you did previously didn't work and you have to do something different. Like so self-harm trigger warning here. I was very bad doing that. It solved nothing except satiating the mental need for me to put a period on the end of a of a bad thing. And that was not good for me, for anyone around me. It was awful. I wouldn't have wanted to be around me. I don't I I was a different person in those moments. So every time I felt it coming on, the practice was I got a therapist, I got medication. I still experienced that urge, but I finally at one point didn't do it. It was like, it was, it was one of those, like one of those moments where, oh my God, like I did something different this time. I practice. Unfortunately, the practice was going on these spirals like we talked about last week and not letting it end with like a bruised fist or like hurting myself. It ended with resisting that urge, you know, like that's the practice, you know, and like for, for what we're talking about here, that how do you practice? Well, when you get into that catastrophic thinking frame of mind where you're like, "Ah, everything's my cast is never going to, well, wait a minute. Like, you know, pump the brakes as they say, you know, wait, well, hold on a second. And then like either vocalize it out loud, maybe you talk to your friend, talk to your wife, talk to, you know, your therapist, whoever it might be and be like, Hey, wait a minute. Every time I start thinking this way, it goes down this one, the same straight road that it's like, everything is the end of the world to the end of the road. I need to get on a different path. And that's a lot of things I talked about too with my therapist is just like trying to visualize your thinking as like a path. Right. And you don't, you, you go down the same one all the time. You're like, every end of the path is always the shittiest and it's always going to end up the worst. If you can veer off and you can start thinking a little bit different, you're going to be able to stop that method of thinking and change its, its course. If you can, if, if you put it to practice and that's kind of what I'm, I'm trying to help with like with that kind of thinking for you, because I was in the same boat. That's I do the same thing. I'm, I'm like, Oh, st- stubbed my toe. That means my my roof is going to start leaking. You know what I mean? Like, the littlest thing is, like, and I've been able to, again, like, I, I think a win, which um, I'm glad that, I'm glad, I'm like, not really glad, but for lack of a better word, I'm glad it happened when we started doing this podcast, the, the basement thing, because, oh, my webcam. I know. I went away. Here I am.
1: Is that you? Or are you running out of stuff? It's just my. You running out of power or something?
0: No, it's just my camera. It's just, it's on Bluetooth sometimes does that. Anyway, um, the basement thing, the water thing, that was a perfect thing for me to have spiraled, gone back to old behavior. Like, like that was like a big deal. Um, But the way I dealt with it was I cried about it like a 42 year old man should sit on the steps and weep into your hands. Like,. (laughs) Like, I have no control over this. I'm a big, fat loser, and I have, you know, nobody loves me. Like, like wait, why am I thinking about that? The, the fucking the basement's leaking. Like, hold on a sec, You know, like, we, rational brain sets in, like, what you're talking about. And that's when the control starts, when rational brain comes around. It's like, hey, listen, can you control that? No. Call your mother. Tell her what happened. We'll get it figured out. And we're getting it figured out. You know what I mean? Like, it's been two weeks now since it happened. It happened on a Sunday. So it was two weeks ago and we're still f- trying to figure it out. But anyway, that's, uh, that's the, the control. I mean, just controlling your method of thinking. And I think, I mean, anybody can do it with, with the the, the practice, so to speak, but it's, it's an unfortunate kind of practice. It's not like good practice. It's not like, you know, doing laps and, and getting your, your cardio up. It's like, realizing you're in a bad um, thought pattern and having to, 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 you know, kick yourself out of it.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I love, what you're saying.
0: I love love your reactions. I love them. You're just like, no.
1: (laughs) But, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, obviously. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, obviously. But, you know, the fuck, you know? (laughs) like When you're in it, like. Yeah.
0: No, I get it. I get it. I get it.
1: You know what i mean like i'm gonna be like you can't control this you know if it's if it snows the six you just you just cancel you go the next day or you go the next week you know just one more week it'll it can only heal more you know what i mean like
0: yeah
1: yeah all right but then like you know it's like well so that's it it's gonna be the worst snow ever because global warming and you know the government and the you know the the harp system in Alaska, it's rigged so that the government snowplows and...
0: The government snowplows.
1: And... <laughs> <government> snow <laughs> yeah, everyone hates socialism until it snows and then they're like, we need snowplows from the town. Time. all right. Do a podcast about socialism? <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Yeah, I get it, but...
0: I know. I mean, it's easy. It's easy for me for, to just say all this stuff and be like, I mean, it's, it's the same situation when I'm talking to a therapist or somebody who's, who's well-versed in what we share mentally, you know, mentally, like the way we think it's like, it's easy for them to be like, well, just don't do it. Like, no, that's not how you approach these kind of things. You don't just tell somebody to not do it. And I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying that you have to realize Think about the element of the control in certain situations. If you're not in control and you can't control something, there's no reason why you should treat yourself like you should be able to control something. You know what I mean? You have to, you know, separate yourself from it. But that's hard. And it comes in practice, you know? Like, I've been able to... I didn't think, you know, where I've come from, where I was a year ago to... to well, a year ago? Yeah, let's say a year ago now. This is fucking sick that it's been a year. But you know, where I was then, where I am now, very different ways of thinking. And I didn't think I would ever think a different way. You know what I mean? Like I never saw myself a year ago to be sitting here with you and being like, I went through this stuff. I practiced these things. I got help. I got, I mean, medication helps too. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that like just did everything like, you know, cold turkey and I was just like, I'm, I'm a mental warrior and I can, you know, I can control everything now. Like, no, it's like you definitely, if, if there's a point where medication seems like a thing, the
1: commas, I'm a a mental warrior, Um,
0: (laughs) the mental warrior. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just think it's, uh, I just think it's important to think about, um, as far as, as where you're at, because a lot of take meds? I do. Yeah. I take like four different kinds. Huh? I take like four different, four different medications. Really? Yeah. Um, I've, I've been able to eliminate the dose, like, uh, lessen the dosages of stuff. And, and sometimes I don't even need it. Now it's kind of like by as needed. Whereas like six months ago, it was like, you have to take this every day and get it in your system because you're going to, you know, your thoughts patterns are going to definitely be really wonky if you don't. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, one thing I take is, is to help me sleep because one of the biggest things the past year is I hadn't been able to sleep at all. And then when I did sleep, I'd have nightmares about like recurring nightmares and stuff. It was like the worst. So in a combination of that, and then a couple of the, uh, the anti-seizure kind of medications and things to, um, help, um, to help with like the, the, the violent sort of things that were happening with me, like those have helped a lot too, to kind of just like palm my mood. It's not like, I don't, I'm not on like lithium or Xanax or anything, all the stuff. I don't even know what the common names of the stuff is that I take. So I can't even tell you like, Oh, I take whatever, but basically they're, are medications. A lot of them are are anti-seizure kind of things that, that kind of help in those, like when you get in those, that those crazy, like, Thought patterns Where you get really revved up And you want like For me it was like You know Physical violence And a lot of the The medications I take Were to To subside that stuff So um, Yeah And I take I take something um, in, in the beginning of the day That just seems to Kind of like Mellow Mellow my mood Then if I ever do Run into like a A high stress situation I definitely Deal with it a lot different um, In a more calm way Than I would uh, In the past So But right now all of those medications are, are on the, like the, the lowest level. Like I'm, I'm, I'm to a point where I've, I've, I think I've cycled to a point where I'm actually like, I just feel better naturally. So.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I was prescribed some stuff once. I just didn't, uh, I don't know. I feel comfortable trying it. Yeah. I don't know. And I've never been able to like, uh, dude, like a, like a therapist could say the same shit that you're saying to me, but like because it's you, I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But if a therapist said it, I'd be like, This corny motherfucker, you know like, <laughs> this dude saying to me. Yeah. I'd be like, this dude doesn't know me. Yeah. You don't know me.
0: <laughs> medication too is like medication it has like a stigma to it, definitely. Like people like, oh, you're on blah blah blah. Like that like pigeonholes you to being that kind co- oh, well if you're on bill. Blah, blah, that- does it still? I think, I think it does. I mean, definitely for some people, for sure. Um, but when I went to the psychiatric hospital, I was already on one medication. And then when the psychiatrist saw me, um, she asked what I was on. And I told her it was on whatever, whatever. And she's like, oh, well, I think you really need to be on this thing. And this was a separate psychiatrist than what I had initially. So she put me on this. Basically, the point is, you have to be honest with your doctors because they, you have to tell them exactly what you're going through and why you do it and what happens and where you go with your thinking and where you go physically, mentally, because she was able to see something maybe that my psychiatrist didn't in the initial prescription that I was on. And once she prescribed this uh, specific prescription, it was like, like the, Exactly what I needed. It mellowed me out all day long. Not mellowed me out like zombie wise. It just like I felt like I was revving like in the red zone all the time. Like everything was still like everything was the end of the world. Even though I was just like functioning and not having to do a lot of things, everything was the end of the you know like the whole. Remember I moved my bookshelf and the thing fell and like all that stuff. Like that stuff was just like instantaneous, like off the handle. But once this this psychiatrist saw that that was kind of my thought pattern she got me on this one thing i started taking it and that was like the key and i've told a few people that have like you know discussed certain things like this in this topic that you have to be willing to speak openly and freely with doctors for them to help you and if you don't if i didn't say the things that i said in that room i wouldn't have been prescribed this thing and i wouldn't have been able to take it daily and been like hey this actually works and the next time i thought that I was going to fly off the handle. I actually didn't because I was able to control my thoughts a little bit better. So it's one of the things I know, like people, people out there don't really like to take medication cause it maybe pigeonholes them or stigmatizes them I was as a, that kind of person. But I mean, here I am here. Yeah. talking I think, about it. I
1: think it's become more, um, maybe not a hundred percent, but I think it's become more accepted. Uh, someone in the comments asked if there are side effects to the medication, like anything crazy, everything like, did, did you grow a second penis.
0: I did not grow a second penis. I grew a third penis. Wow. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh, you had the second one. Yeah. From the- so I had
0: to, from the thing, no, I've had no side effects. Um, the worst, the worst of any, anything I have dry mouth at night. Like I wake up in the middle of the night with a really dry throat. And that was a side effect of one of the medications that I take in the evening. Nothing, Happened. It all like works. And I can tell, you know, you can tell when your body's like functioning in a different way that you're not, you know, hundred percent accustomed to. So I'm thankful that like any side effects that could have happened. Nothing, nothing for me except being thirsty in the middle of the night.
1: Oh man. I remember when they, when they prescribed medication for me, I felt like the guy didn't know enough about me. He just like immediately, you know what I mean? Like, you know how when you first go, they like give you that like little test thing, like on a scale of this, how depressed are you? Yeah. On a, you know, on a scale of this, like how often do you think about suicide? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a scale or terminal thoughts, how often do you have terminal thoughts? On a scale of this, like how often do you want to hurt harm yourself? And it was just like, you can't look at this piece of paper and know, like, I should be on, right, whatever clonopin or whatever. right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. That 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 bummed me out. I was like, man, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I kind of just wanted to like get out of there. <clears throat> and then I had one therapist who like spent the whole time talking. Like it, it became like a game for me. I was like, oh, I wonder how few words I could say. <laughs> it's yes. And I would like go in with like the goal of like saying fewer and fewer words. Right. And I was like, what am I? Why am I going to this guy? Like, <laughs> I'm like his therapist. Like he needs.
0: I wonder if just I can go this week and someone. just say hi and that be it.
1: <laughs> Yo, seven words. Seven. Seven words in forty in fifty five minutes.
0: Wow. See that's when you need I mean, to. And there was get
1: some a... like shrugging on my shoulders no, and like, yeah. nodding. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would be like <laughs> A lot of this. <laughs> you, would just, you would just go. Like I know what you're going through. I had a similar experience one time, in Guatemala. I was <laughs> surfing with the anachis and the.
0: Dude, my therapist is is kind of similar, but he know he he acknowledges when he wants to tell a relative story to what I because he's very good about listening and giving you know his therapy therapy advice whatever. But he for, for some reason is why I like him because he has a lot of similar. And relative stories to help me with my things, but he always prefaces them with like, "Let me just tell you something real quick because I have a relative story. Do you want to hear it?" Like he always kind of like acknowledges that he's going to talk about himself, but he tell you know he's like, "But this is relative to the conversation. Do you want to hear it?" Of course, like yeah, okay, I like hearing things. Like I like knowing that I'm not alone. Like that's a big thing.
1: If it was like a brief thing, right, right, right,
0: right. That this guy was just talking at you.
1: Yeah, this guy, yeah, 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 Like, I have a, I mean, I don't want to do this, but I have a bit <laughs> about someone not, you know, just a real time when someone, like, tried to relate and it was, like, unrelatable. it was like, and that's how it felt with this guy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, I'd be like, oh, I didn't want to go, I, like, I didn't want to go to the public pool because I don't want to take my shirt off in public because I'm fat, and he'd be like, oh, I, and this is like the doctor. You'd mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, I know what you mean, cause, uh, you know," and it would be like a ridiculous thing about like surfing in Indonesia. And I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know what you're talking about." Like, uh, you
0: know. Well, know. that's why you can talk to me and talk to me. I won't talk at you.
1: Yeah. just be like, well, uh, uh, yeah, just uh, I'm commenting to somebody on the
0: thing. It's fine. Well, we're uh, we're coming up on an hour. Uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. real quick, did you, uh, you have you heard any new music lately? Because I, I listened to something good that I think you'll you'll like, and I wanted to I wanted to just.
1: Oh my god, yeah! Dude, I just did. I was just on Red River podcast. Oh, shout out to Red River podcast. Shout out. I just did the top ten albums of the year. With oh, sweet. Them. Uh, yeah, dude. I last I, couple of years I've been listening to more new music than old music, which is like really like. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I came over the, the curve finally. Because, yeah. like, I always liked listening. This is nothing. The audience is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to turn over music <laughs> for a second. Uh, I've always, like, you. I mean, you know me. I've always liked new music. I always want to find new music. Mm-hmm. But, like, I still listen mostly to stuff from, sure. like, 95 to yeah. 97. Like, it was just, like, what I like the best. It was like, oh, uh, you know they're good new bands but nothing quite like what i really loved you know from that era and now it's like come around the corner Mm -hmm. where like i listen to almost exclusively albums that came out in the past like two years and like or three years and i really look for that now where it's like if someone introduces me to a new band if i see that they're old i'm just like ah all (laughs) right but yeah you know like there's no there's no reason to support this artist you know what I mean? Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean. So like, I'm like, oh, what you know, if the new record isn't like 18 or or later, I'm like, like eh, getting to this band from 2012. What's, what's that gonna do? You know. Um, but yeah, there's so many, dude. Like, depending on what you're trying to
0: name one, just one, just into. one. Like, I'm just, I'm gonna give you one. You give me one. Like, D- all
1: right. So like, what I what I wanted to, what I played earlier, Illuminati hotties. Mm-hmm. Dude, such a good record. Like, she has some other records out. And I think, so this record is supposedly, like, her trying to get out of a record deal. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of, like, got a sense of humor about it. Okay. And she's kind of tongue-in-cheek. It actually makes it better than her old stuff, because her old stuff, like, the last two records were, like, kind of serious. Gotcha. And this is, like, silly. And it just, like, for me, it put her over the top for yeah. me. Like, this, yeah, Illuminati Hotties, it's called um, Free IH. Free Illuminati hotties. Awesome. Uh, it's really good.
0: <laughs> is that a major label thing? Is that like something that was like on a major label I don't or like,
1: major label, I, don't, I don't know. I just I, like, I was reading like a best of list. Gotcha. And, uh, and it, you know, and it told the story and I was like, Oh, cool. But I didn't look, I didn't look further into it.
0: Awesome. Well, my, my pick of the week is, uh, is, uh, Burr from Providence. They are like a stoner heavy cool. Burr B-U-R-R is on, Burr
1: Is it on is it on a streaming service? It's
0: on I know it's on Bandcamp it might be on Spotify also but it is on Bandcamp because they did uh they released
1: B-U-R-R-N
0: B-U-R-R just Burr Burr like a Burr is grinder because it it's all master? coffee people it's called Underdeveloped is the uh, the latest release uh, they did I
1: don't think it's on um Oh here it is. Under the yeah,
0: There you go. Ah. Yeah. Uh, came out
1: December fourth.
0: A couple of friends of mine, uh, from Bolt Coffee Company in Providence, Justin and Mike. Um, yeah, they uh they're awesome. They they just did a live stream the other night too of of the that song or the record or whatever it is. But they're good. They're uh Homies and they're playing heavy music and we both love heavy music, so I just Does it go
1: on the new metal to check out or the new uh new noise to check out playlist? Metal. It goes to metal? Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> so good. I'm gonna listen to that record. Adding. You listen.
1: I'd also say that the new Red River uh City Radio um, album is unbelievable.
0: Red City is, Radio. Uh, okay.
1: Album's called Paradise. It's popish punk stuff, but it's like super catchy melodies and hooks and stuff. I like a good hook. Okay, we stopped talking about mental health. Um-
0: <laughs> hey, there's only there's only a certain amount that do you me- can that you can do. You gotta you gotta decompress for a minute. But thank you everybody for listening, watching, and and participating and. Hopefully, something that we say helps you in any sort of way. That's that's my goal. That's our goal. I just want Neil happy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> me too. Uh, uh, uh. Bye everyone. Stick around for a second. I'll share something with you privately.
0: Yeah. Bye everybody, and um, come right. we'll talk to you next bye week. Bye everyone. Okay. Bye. Bye.
1: All right. Bye. Um, can you definitely cut the beginning off until we, like, when we got started for the audio when you sent it to me? Mm-hmm. Can, and... Um, I can do that... Without recording, right? Uh,
0: streams over. Record... Wait, hold on. Let me stop the audio. Hold on.